0: Welcome to the Who's on the Move SC podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. In this podcast, we highlight people making an impact in our communities across South Carolina with a focus on entrepreneurs, leaders of nonprofits, and also artists. Today we are going to be speaking with Michael Smallwood, an actor, writer, director, and teacher, a College of Charleston alumnus. He is a core ensemble member of Pure Theatre in Charleston, Recently, Michael was one of four artists who were awarded a $10,000 fellowship from the South Carolina Arts Commission. Michael, tell us about your journey to the arts. I,
1: I've, been, I've been trying to tell stories for as long as I can actually remember. Um, I, 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 I laugh, so my parents will tell stories about me as a kid, like three years old, um, and I'd have my parents read to me every night. I'd memorize the stories and then I would go to their parties and take the book and like go around to different people and be like, look, I can read. And I would just recite the book verbatim. Um, I've been you know, trying to tell stories with friends and, and drawing comic books and coming up with characters and, and movie ideas since I was in elementary school. Uh, and I started getting really serious about it in, in middle and high school because I, I got introduced to doing theater, um, which I'd actually started in second grade. I played Santa Claus in second grade uh, and yeah, I, I've been pretty much doing it my entire life. I can't remember not you know, acting, telling, you know, writing, um, being some sort of, of storyteller.
0: Tell us about your education and background in the arts.
1: I have always known that, I, I've, I've pretty much always known that I wanted to work in theater and film um, ever since I was a kid, really. And so, for me, it's always been a question of how was I going to get there? How was I going to figure that out? And so, um, I, you know, in, in middle and high school, started, you know, taking whatever theater classes I could, um, started being involved in whatever after school programs I could. In high school, I got to study for a summer at the Governor's School in Greenville, South Carolina, um, and learned an absolute ton. And then I knew as a, I, I knew. Pretty much from the time I started high school that I was gonna to go to college for theater to learn um, and not just to learn how to how to act which is you know my my first discipline but to learn how to write how to direct how to um, you know design shows how to not just portray characters but how to create them how to how to create stories from the ground up that's always been um, a big part of my my journey through the arts and so yeah, it was never really a question of, of whether or not I was gonna further my education in theater. It was really a question of of where and, and what um and what else was I gonna get to do? Was it just gonna be acting or was it gonna be more than that? And I I've always kind of wanted it to be more than that. And unfortunately it has been.
0: Do you see yourself more as an actor or a writer? I started I started college
1: as an actor. Um I took up playwriting in maybe sophomore, junior year, um, taking a class in it. And then for like a year and a half, I didn't do any acting. I just focused on writing plays. And two aren't mutually exclusive to me. Um, you know, I, I frequently, I don't, I, I don't write things specifically so that I can be in them, but I do write things as an actor, thinking of well, what actors would I wanna work with? What as an actor would I find interesting to get to explore? What opportunities do I, as an actor of color, never get to have? and what can I sort of provide to you know other performers right Um, and so that's sort of for me where the two sort of collide Um, and you know with in in recent years I have gotten to perform I got you know I, I through a number of wacky circumstances last year I ended up starring in a short film that I wrote and directed what a beautiful wedding um, which is currently running the festival circuit right now. So that was a, a an instance, the rare instance actually, of me having written something and gotten to star in it. So uh, having having that experience of performing a story that I had written. I hadn't had that until until last year actually. So it's a rare instance where the two have collided. But I don't I don't think of myself one over the other. I think of them as being two disciplines that are both my focus. Um, so I'll spend time you know, as an actor uh, working on stage, working in film, but at the same time I'm, all, I'm always writing. I'm always working on the next screenplay or the next stage play. Um, and right now, thanks to this grant, I actually get to f- focus a lot more on not just what am I writing but which of those projects is most likely to get a chance to come to life. Um, you know, you know, in a way that I don't always get to, because sometimes either my roles as an actor are keeping me away from sort of that sort of planning, or just not knowing, like how, what, when is the next? Like I've I've written, you know, you write all these different ideas, and you, you're like, is anyone gonna like hear these? Like, does anyone want to make them? Like, you know, what is that uh, avenue? So,
0: talk about writing for theater versus writing a novel or a short story.
1: So writing for the theater is fascinating because. It's much, much like all writing. Much, you know, it's about telling a story. It's about it's about human beings experiencing something that we human beings relate to. So in that regard, it's the same. It, you know, it's it's no different from short story writing. It's no different from poetry. It's no different from screenplays or anything like that. You know, you're still combing the human condition, looking for answers and truth and all of that. The mechanics, though, are very, very exciting because theater has both very strict limitations and very open interpretation of those limitations. So as a playwright I can say that these things are true on stage and I can write stage directions in a way that say something happens here and um, if I need, uh, if I have a moment where a character is supposed to burst into stardust, I can write that in the script as long as the language of that piece, the language of the stage directions, imply that something is supposed to happen here where this character bursts into stardust and whatever that is, whatever, however you accomplish that, just has to be in the vein of the 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 emotion and the spirit of what I'm asking for, because every production will do that differently and as a playwright it's my job to know that. So I can write, this person uh, explodes into stardust, right, and emotionally thematically then that is the correct thing that happens. Now what that looks like on this stage six days a week or however long the run is that's up to the team that puts it together um, but it's my wor- my job as a writer as a playwright to build a world that can happen on this stage and and to give and to give language that starts a conversation as to how that can actually physically manifest its way on stage. Because the answer to that is, as many ways as people are creative.
0: What is your intention as an artist?
1: My intention as an artist, particularly as an, it's slightly different depending on what discipline I'm thinking of. As an actor, my intention as an artist, I think the whole point of of acting in general and the point of, of art as a whole, is to explain the human condition to an audience. It's my job, my job is to look at the world and say, hey, being a human being is difficult and weird and fun and scary and confusing. It's my job to try and help you understand that. Give, give that to you in ways that make it easier for you to understand it moving forward. That's my job as an artist. That's my job, that's any, I, my theory of what anyone's job as an artist. As an actor, my job is to do that by showing you a human being on screen or on stage. Uh, one that hopefully you can relate to and even if you can't, you can understand. So that you can look at that human being and say, "Oh, I understand what that human being is doing, why they're doing it, you know, what mo- motivates them. They're making choices. Maybe I do and don't understand them, right?" And so that in your life, when you leave, you can process those things for yourself. As a writer, uh, as a as a as a writer and a director, um, I think my job is also not just to do all of that, but also to provide opportunity. To, to create worlds and versions of worlds that feature people like me, fe- pe- pe- that feature um, people who look like me in circumstances that we don't normally get to be seen in. Um, like I, I, I'm currently working on a, a screenplay about black vampires, because I can only think of like three instances of that ever happening. Um, you know, it, it, I, I as a writer try to not, not, and not, not just create opportunities for people um, who like me have been like, it'd be cool if I get to play something like that. I never get to play stuff like that. Um, but also to, to take, uh, one thing that I enjoy doing as an artist is taking sort of um, story like, stories and genre things that we are used to, um, sci-fi tropes, horror tropes, um, you know, romantic, uh tropes dramatic elements and sort of taking them and using them in familiar settings to teach us to like talk about things that we don't talk about enough what a beautiful wedding right my my short film is a horror story it's a it's a ghost story but it's a ghost story about how very strange it is that we let people get married on plantations right which is a conversation we never have It's a very, it's a conversation that we're just all kind of like, oh, yeah, that is weird. And then we all move on from, I was like, okay, well, what if I just take horror, which is a a genre that everyone loves to talk, to look at and, 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 you know, get immersed in and use it to start. Hey, now can we have this other conversation? Like, look how weird this is, right? That's what I try and go for as an artist. I try and spark conversations about things that we kind of overlook. you know, I've I've, I've I've I did a short film before this one um, that uses the sort of romantic comedy, like magical realism thing of like, well, what if you had a, a way of restarting time over and over again? You could get that conversation right with that that special someone, right? Which is a very, which is a kind of, the kind of story that we're all kind of used to. I I then at, towards the end of the short use it to then have a conversation of, hey. This is also a bit problematic, though, because now this person doesn't have the agency in your relationship. So, what is that conversation? Like, what happens after this person realizes, hey, you used magical realism to trick me into liking you? Not cool, right? Um, yeah, that's the kind of thing I go for as an artist. I want to, I, I, it's now, it's my job to communicate the human condition. It's also my job to, like, use, these elements and these stories that we are, we're all so comfortable with and ways to have conversations that are a little uncomfortable. And to do that while, you know, imploring as many black and brown faces as I possibly can in roles they never get to play in other stuff.
0: <laughs> and Michael, when I walked into the theater today, you were working with a group of adolescents in a theater class. Talk to us about being an arts educator.
1: <sighs> I- I came to education a little accidentally. Um, I, I started doing like small things for the Office of Cultural Affairs, uh, one-off guest appearances at certain things. And I really liked them, but I never thought of myself as a, a, as a teacher. Um, I, I taught at a private school for several years and then uh, came on at Pure as the lead teacher for Pure's education program. And I absolutely love it, I think it's, Probably some of the most vital work I do all year is, is working with students. Um, I've also recently started to get the opportunity to direct shows at the College of Charleston. So I get to direct undergrads at my alma mater, which is, there's something so fulfilling for me about getting these opportunities to work with aspiring actors, aspiring writers, you know, aspiring theater practitioners and to give them all of the advice and um, skills that I've recruited over my career and to, to know that they're gonna have a lot of the things that I kind of found way earlier than I had them. I, I keep one of my, a refrain I keep saying uh, either with my middle and high school students or, or, or with even the undergrads at the college as well, I'm really excited you're all gonna be so much better than me. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I, I, I learned from incredible people, incredible people who took a lot of time and, you know, and, and some of them went way out of their way to help me grow as an artist. And if I can't take the time to then give those skills, give that knowledge to the next generation of artists, then what is the point of any of the stuff that I've done? And also, if I don't, if we don't, then some of these art forms, like, you know, it it seems overdramatic to say that they'll die out. I don't think that, you know, obviously they haven't. But, you know, I I like knowing that I get to be a part of making sure that they don't, of ensuring that the next generation is is trained, is well-trained, is excited, gets the opportunity to see that there is a viable path to, like, a career you know, a livable career in the arts from someone who is living a career in the arts and can just tell them about it. Um, Yeah, and, you know, I, I just, it's without a doubt the most fulfilling work I do.